How's everybody doing out there? We got basketball going on, but NBA playoffs going on. College football about to start. Uh, NFL season starts tomorrow. The NFL season has really creeped up on us. Uh, because usually in August, we lo- we're usually looking at uh, August and September. <clears throat> we're usually looking at preseason football, a little bit of college football. Well, no preseason football. We got the NBA playoffs still continuing, still going on. It seems like baseball is the only sport that is in its regular in its regular space, in its regular place as far as this time of the year. But um <clears throat> I can't wait. I'm excited for today's episode. I hope you guys are. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. And after season starts tomorrow. NBA playoffs. The baseball MLB playoffs. Base playoff baseball starts soon. We're doing a lot. I got a lot to get into today, guys. I'm gonna let this rock for a little bit. Okay, okay. A lot of trophies are going to be won very soon. A lot of trophies are going to be won very soon. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get it started. So, NFL season starts tomorrow. I got, I got, I get Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. The two highest paid quarterbacks in the league. They both rightfully they both rightfully deserve it. Um I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited. I get playoff basketball. I get the college football. We now get an NFL football. We haven't gone this long without NFL football ever, I don't think. I, I don't think we ever gone this long without NFL football. Um no preseason. We get into the NF, we get into the regular season automatically. This should be a fun start. I have my top ten teams. If you are a regular listener and if you've been listening uh, to the IKP back in last year's football season, last football season, you do know that we do a top. I do my top ten teams. I give you guys my top ten teams on a weekly basis. I'm going to start it off this week with giving you guys my top 10 teams. Also, I got a personal favorite of you guys. You guys love Coach Lee. I'm bringing on Coach Lee on today. He's going to give his predictions. I can't wait. Boy, oh boy, this is a good one. I told you, I told, I told you guys. I told you guys on Saturday, on the Saturday podcast. I said, hey. You know, this the Saturday episode is going to be some predictions. I'm going to, you know, lay out some of the ball games that's coming on on Sunday for the, as far as the NFL season. Give you guys a little bit of the NBA playoffs. But I told you guys, Wednesday, Wednesday, real deep analysis. Real deep analysis on Wednesday. 
So let's start with the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs. I've been watching. I've, I've watched just about every team that's remaining. Um, the Miami Heat did defeat the Bucks in, in, in five games, a gentleman sweep. The Heat did beat the Bucks. Um, I've watched most of that series. Um, I, I, I already gave you guys my thoughts on that series about Giannis and the Bucks. I think it's I think it's smart of the Bucks that they are going after a point guard uh, because I think that's I, I, you know I, with the Bucks potentially with the Bucks potentially going after Chris Paul and going after them as far as trading for Chris Paul. Uh, I, I think that I think that should help um, because the, you look at the Bucks like Eric Bledsoe, not really, not particularly a great shooter. Didn't really play well in the bubble. Uh, they're they're missing a point guard. Malcolm Brogdon was really good for them. He was really solid for them. But and he could have and they could have used somebody like Mal- Malcolm Brogdon in this series because they lack point guard play. They lack point guard play, and I think that's smart of the Bucks. Um, let's, we got to see what Giannis does because the Bucks are going to offer him the Supermax contract. He, Giannis does not have to sign the Supermax contract. He can wait it out and play another year until he hits the free agency market. And the potentially the, the Bucks are going to offer him the Supermax again in next year's free agency if he doesn't sign the Supermax in this offseason. I, I don't think, I don't think, and I, I, I'm not, you know, I, I've thrown out my conclusions as far as like Giannis leaving in the places he should go. I'm not, I'm not necessarily rooting for Giannis to leave because I, like the Bucks, it's a good story. It's a good friend, you know, the, you know, it's a good regular season team. They haven't, they haven't been really good in the postseason. Quite frankly, that's just what it is. They haven't been they haven't been good in the postseason. Um and Giannis particularly hasn't played well in the postseason, especially in this past series. So I'm not I'm not I'm not saying Giannis should leave. I'm not I'm also not saying Giannis should stay, but Giannis shouldn't sign the Supermax contract this offseason. He shouldn't. He should he should allow the Milwaukee Bucks to Built this team a little bit more better. Go out a little bit better, not more better. A little bit better. Go out get get a get a point guard, Chris Paul. Go out and get Chris Paul. Go out and make some more roster moves. Uh, let's see if let's let's see if Mike Budenholzer can you know can, can change up his system, and let's see what they do next year. So I'm not leaning more. I, I just gave you guys. What I think, what I think he should do, or what might be the better move, or what what actually could possibly happen. But I care less if Giannis goes and 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 goes to Golden State or Miami or Toronto, or if he stays in Milwaukee. I just gave you guys that. I just gave. I just laid that out for you guys. But as I was saying, back to my main point before I got sidetracked with the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. My main point about these playoffs this year in the NBA bubble in Orlando. I watched all of these teams. I watched the Clippers. I watched Nuggets, Lakers, Rockets, Celtics, Raptors, all of those teams. I watched all of them. And what I have noticed is 
All of these teams are really good. All of the like all of these teams, including the Clippers, none of these teams are elite. None of none of the, none of these teams that are remaining are elite, even including the Milwaukee Bucks. None of these teams are elite. They're all really good. I think there's levels to like you can rank who's the best. I think the Clippers overall are the best, but I think all of these teams, Celtics, Lakers, Raptors, Rockets, Lakers, did I say the Lakers, the Nuggets, all of these teams are really good. I think I do think the Clippers are the best. I think they have the best overall team. I think they have the best well-rounded and well-balanced team. But the Clippers are really good. Um and I watched the Clipper game, game I watched game 3. They 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 did a hell of a job laying down the stretch. The Clippers were down 7 with about six and a half minutes to go in that game. Doc Rivers called the timeout. The Clippers flipped the switch defensively. They got they got much more aggressive. They got much more physical. The passing lanes for Jokic were were were, were closed. Kawhi, PG, Patrick Beverly, they were aggressive. They were more aggressive on the ball. And I watched the Lakers last night. The Lakers flipped the switch. Um, LeBron played absolutely well in the first half. He had 29 first half points. Uh, and then the third quarter, he had four great blocks. He's just showing you how versatile he is, even at the age of 35 and year 17. Still showing you how versatile he is. Playoff Rondo did come alive. I was wrong. Playoff Rondo did come alive. And I think he does. He and Rondo, he does give. He he gives the he gives the Lakers an additional ball handler that is much needed. Rondo can set up guys. Rondo is a traditional throwback point guard. He can he can he can involve and get others involved. Last night the shot was falling, so he had twenty one points with nine assists, and he played really well. So the Clippers are able to flip a switch, and when and when the Clippers flip a switch, especially defensively, when they when they when they lock in defensively, boy oh boy, they they look elite. The Clippers look elite. When they lock in, the, when they lock in defensively, but guess what? Even the Clippers, even the Clippers who the Clippers do, that I think are gonna, I think the Clippers are gonna win the title. I think they're the best team. But even the Clippers, they they're really good at most times. They're not elite. They're they're really good. Now they have moments where they look very elite and they look unbeatable. But for the most part, the Clippers are really good. The Clippers are really good. Um, I. Like throughout that game, in the Nuggets, they match up. And surprisingly, at least to me, the Nuggets match up pretty well with the Clippers. I don't think they will win this series. I think the Clippers will win this series. The Nuggets won't win this series. I don't think so. But they match up pretty well. And looking how, looking at the Clippers and Nuggets, especially in Game Three and in Game Two. The, the the Clippers sometimes look disinterested. They, they like they they look they sometimes look disinterested and out of order. It they 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 don't look like they're they're fully engaged at times, which is a problem. And I've touched on that problem a bit 
And that's what worries me about the Clippers. If that was my one thing, if it was one thing that gives me any type of hesitancy with the Clippers, is sometimes they look disinterested. And it, it, like Kawhi, except for, uh, let alone from Kawhi, some of the other guys look a little disinterested at times. Now, in the fourth quarter, when Doc called that timeout, and they were down seven. By the way, Paul George played really well in game three. He played really well. But in that fourth quarter, six and a half minutes left, the Clippers flipped the switch. That's why I never understood why we have, we, like some, I think some of these sports debates and some of these sports topics that we debate upon, it's just so silly. It's so silly. I had somebody call me. <laughs> but like I was saying, as I was saying, we have so many of these debates. Like some of these debates about sports, about certain sports topics are just silly. Um, you know, you often hear a debate, can a team flip a switch? Yeah. We flip switches all the time. As human beings, we flip switches all the time. I, I think I, I agree with, like, I heard Colin Cowherd talking about flipping the switch. I agree. You, you flip switches all the time. You flip, you flip switches around certain people in certain settings. So, yeah, the Clippers can flip a switch because they did it game three with six and a half minutes left. They did it in game three, six and a half minutes left. But... The Lakers also, like I said, Lakers played well down the stretch. Um, in the fourth quarter, LeBron is just remarkable. He 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 um he's now the all-time wins leader in playoff history. Just another, you know, stat that, you know, just another record that he has in his bag. Bag full of records. LeBron has a bag full of records. And he's just by the time by the time you look up, he's gonna be first. He's gonna be ranked first in every major statistical category that the playoffs has to offer because he just takes his game to the next level. And I want to get into that. Like, okay, I love all these superstars, and some of you guys tell me I need to be more linear towards James Harden and. I need to stop criticizing and hating Wessel Westbrook. And I need to stop criticizing Giannis and AD. Give me a break. I like all of these young NBA superstars. Uh, Harden, Giannis, Westbrook, um, Anthony Davis. And he's playing pretty good, by the way. Uh, Paul George. I like all of these stars for the most part. I just don't think they're. Um, I just don't think. I don't think some of these guys are um, are uh, prime time performers. I don't think some of these guys are as great as you guys think they are. Um, like people tell me all the time, Harden's a great time. He's an all time great scorer. So what? Okay. And what 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 is he gonna do for me in the playoffs? Because I like. I've been watching a lot of these, like, Harden for, for years. Like, this is for years. I've been watching Harden just underperform in the biggest moments. Wessel Westbrook, I, I, I watch him be the most inefficient star in playoff history for years. Giannis, I keep telling you guys, he's, he's a freak. Yes, athletically, he's a freak, and he's long, and he whatever. He can't, he, he can't shoot. 
He can't. He can't shoot. He can't shoot a three point shot. Get, give me a break. I told you guys, Pascal Siakam. I like Pascal Siakam. I think he's a good All Star. Never thought. I never bought into the fact that Pascal Siakam was going to be the guy that's going to take the Raptors back into the finals, back to the finals, back to a championship. No, I think he's more for two, like he was last year behind Kawhi. It's not, it's not a shot against him. Anthony Davis, I think he's talented. He's probably the most talented player in the bubble. You can make an argument. But is he better than LeBron? Because when you, like, even when you, like, even, no matter how great Anthony Davis is, and even with LeBron being older and um, not at his peak anymore, or, not, or even not in his prime anymore, some of you guys would think, even when watching the Lakers, you can tell LeBron is just so much better than Anthony Davis. And you would think with LeBron getting older, Anthony Davis in his prime, you would think the margin would be much shorter than what it is. But it's not. The margin is wide. Even with a great and talented player like Anthony Davis. And Paul George. You guys want me to love Paul George so bad. I like Paul George. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great two. You guys try to tell me that Paul George is this and that. You guys want me to call him playoff P. Not calling him that. Now, he did have a great game in game three. He played really well. He shot the ball really well. Made several three-pointers. Big-time shots. Got to the free throw line. Great. But when I'm talking about dependable, bringing leadership, Bringing all of those qualities, consistency. These two guys that, that I'm about to name, they just step their games up in the biggest moments. And that's LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, they rise to the, to the occasion every single time. Leadership consistency, uh, dependable. Yeah, I know Kawhi does the load management. Okay, he does in the regular season. It works. It works. In the, it works in the postseason. It works in the postseason. San Antonio, Toronto, now in the Clippers. And then LeBron, he's nothing but consistency. When you look up the word consistency and longevity, a picture of LeBron James should be right there every single time, along with Kawhi Leonard. So when people ask me, who's your two best players in the league? LeBron and Kawhi. LeBron and Kawhi. LeBron is the best facilitator in the league. He's the best point guard in the league when he wants to be. Um, at times, he can be a pretty solid defender, steal. And then with Kawhi... <laughs> Kawhi, best two-way player in the game. He get he, He's the best player to get a stop. He's the best player to get a bucket. Mid-range game is flawless, consistent. He, gets, he gives you a quiet 30 points, and I think he's going to win a title this year. And with LeBron, like I said, you can make a case. He's the greatest player of all time. It, you, he, has a, he has a damn strong good argument, a damn good argument for it. Um, yeah, that's what LeBron is. That's what Kawhi is. They're the most consistent players in the league. The most consistent all-stars. 
yeah, Westbrook is good, and he's athletic, and he's fun. Nah. Luka, he's great, but he's young. Giannis, great, athlete, dynamic. <laughs> Can't shoot. Harden, <laughs> underperforms in big moments. Paul George, <laughs> yeah, he's more of a two. He's more of a second option. Can't be my first option. Simple as that. Uh, so let's talk about Dak and the Cowboys. <laughs> let's talk about Dak and the Cowboys. And I want to talk, I, wanna, I just want to point some things out with uh, that Deshaun Watson deal and why Deshaun Watson got that deal and why Dak did not get that deal. I'm going to tell you guys why. Okay, so Deshaun Watson deal and Dak got franchise tag. There's been a trend in the league with... Uh, with some other young quarterbacks that have gotten that that they've gotten big time deals, Jerry Goff and the Rams, uh, Carson Wentz in Philly, Deshaun Watson in Houston, Patrick Mahomes in, in Kansas City. These there's there's other young quarterbacks around the league that have gotten big time deals. That got franchise tagged this offseason. and the the deal that Deshaun Watson got. That's the that's that's very similar to the details in the deal that Dak wanted. And I think Dak is going to put up good numbers this year. Uh, if you look at all the odds makers, Dak is he's he, Dak is top. He's top. He's near the top of the list for best odds to win MVP this year. And I look at the quarterbacks that have played in this system. Not even I'm not even talking about the all time great quarterbacks. I'm talking about the quarterbacks that we consider average or above average. I'm talking about Matt Schaub, uh, Jeff Garcia, um, Donovan McNabb. Those are the average guys. I'm not even talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers, Montana, or, uh, or Mahomes, or Favre. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the guys that we consider average or above average. Matt Schaub, Jeff Garcia, McNabb. We Dak is probably a little bit better than those guys. Dak, Dak may be a little bit better than those guys. But I look at the numbers between... I took Deshaun Watson's best year and Dak's best year. And I'm looking at it. Statistically, you would think, well, Deshaun Watson would have better stats. Because Deshaun Watson is the better quarterback. Most of us think that Deshaun Watson is the better quarterback. And Deshaun Watson, arguably, is a top five quarterback. You would think Deshaun Watson would have... Better numbers, right? Well, it's not the case. That's not the case. You look at Deshaun Watson's best year. 68, a 68 completion percentage, 4,100 yards, 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Not, and then you look at Dak's numbers. His best year, Dak's best year, uh, you know, 65 completion percentage. 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. So you look at these two guys, but like if you if you can you put them side by side and look at their best statistical years, Dak in some categories are better. So 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 it, it, they're pretty much the same. It's and there's a couple categories that Dak is better in, but they're pretty much the same. Their best hit. You look at their best years. Statistically, stats-wise, head by head, Deshaun Watson, Dak, there's no difference. But you know what the only difference is? The only difference between Dak and Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson is really good. But Deshaun Watson has put up these numbers 
despite the lack of talent and the lack of talent around him and the lack of weapons that he's that he's not had. Deshaun Watson has put up these numbers despite all of that. Dak, on the other hand, has put up these numbers because of the talent he's had. And this is what I mean by the Cowboys. This is what the, this is what a, like first I think we got to give more credit and I and I've been saying this for the last year or so. But we got to give more credit to Jerry Jones. As crazy as Jerry Jones is, we got to give more credit to them. We got to give more credit to Jerry Jones and Steven Jones because they're putting around, they, they they give that great talent. Dak has I mean since Dak has entered the league, he's had a great O-line. He's had a great running back. He's had weapons on the perimeter. He's had an offensive-minded coach. I'm not a big fan of Jason Garrett. I know you guys are not a big fan of Jason Garrett. I think he's mediocre, but he is an offensive mind. He is an offensive mind, and he played. He, he was a former quarterback for the Cowboys. So I think we got to give a little bit more credit to, to Jerry Jones and Steven Jones and what they have built with this Cowboys team as far as roster-wise. Because for the last few years... The Cowboys have had good rosters. Dak, I mean, especially on the offensive side of the ball, Dak has had a great supporting cast. So this is what I mean with Dak. And can, is Dak? For, I have two questions for the Cowboys. Is is Dak and the Cowboys are, are the are the Cowboys and Dak going to win big games? And when I mean by big games, I mean big games versus winning teams versus teams with winning with, with winning records. Because that's been the problem with the Cowboys. They have not beaten, they have not been able to beat teams consistently with winning records. Then secondly, the Cowboys defense. That's why I'm not high on the Cowboys. This is why I'm not high on the Cowboys. I think they'll go nine and seven. Could they win 10 games and get to the playoffs? Sure. But I'm I'm not gonna take that bet because their defense is highly skeptical. It's highly questionable. I don't love their defense. It's parts of that defense. It's okay, I guess. Like their linebacker. I love their linebacker core. Linebackers, uh, Vanderish, Jalen Smith, I love it. They're dynamic. They play uh, relentless effort all day, every day. But secondary is young. It's weak. The, and then the, the front seven, the, the, front, the front four, um... They're crossing their fingers that Alvin Smith knows how to play football. I mean, he hasn't played in years, but they're hoping that he know that he that he can play well. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence had career lows across the board. All across the board had career lows last year, so they're hoping that he has a resurrection. Um, so I, I don't know. Evan Griffin, he's a little bit older, so they're, they're they're hoping that some of these things pan out. But I'm looking at the defense, and I'm like, it's a question mark there. It's a question mark. Um, I think offensively, they'll be fine, though. I think offensively, they'll be fine. I think, I think Dak should have great numbers. But I think it's going to be a roller coaster season because it, it, remember how the season started off last year for the Cowboys. The first three games, they played against the Giants. The, they played against the Giants, the Washington football team, and the Miami Dolphins. And Dak... He had big games against all three. And everybody was like, oh, Jerry got to play Dak now. And then the next four games, 
the Jets, the Packers, the Saints. They, they, they just all, all in a row, all in a row. They lost all those games all in a row. And it was just bad moment after bad moment after bad moment with that. And it was like, yeah. And then late in the season, the Thanksgiving Day debacle against the Bills. Then they had the, the New England game that was just absolutely horrible. He scored only nine points. And then the Philadelphia game, late in the season, you win, you get into the playoffs, <laughs> that puts up nine points. Unacceptable, and it's just not going to be enough. Those are my questions that I have for Dak. And that is why Deshaun Watson, he got his deal. And Deshaun Watson's a top five quarterback. You can make an argument he's the top five quarterback. And that's why Deshaun Watson got his deal. And that's why Dak is franchise tagged. And he has to go out there and play for his deal. Because Deshaun Watson, those numbers that I've read out, he went 11-5 in that year too. He went 11-5, 4,100 yards, 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He did, Deshaun Watson did all of that despite the lack of talent on his team. Dak, in his, in his career year, statistically, he went 8-8, eight and eight, but had 4,900 yards and 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Dak did all of that because of all the supporting cast, because of all the talent. So as mentioned, uh, I got a guest coming on and happening right now. Let me get him. All right, let me go. All right, so... As I already told you guys, uh, I, I gave you guys my NFL predictions last week. I told you guys I'm bringing on a guest. You guys, um, you guys, you like you, you guys like his takes. I don't know why. I think some of his takes are just absolutely uh, ridiculous, ridiculousness. I think it's just utter blasphemy. But you guys like him, so I decided to bring him on again. He's gonna be on throughout the football season. He's also a great defensive mind, great coach. Uh, so I got Coach Lee with me. So Lee, you know, the football season starts tomorrow. We got Kansas City defending champs playing against Deshaun Watson. Should be a pretty good game. So I told Lee, hey, come with your predictions. So let's just let's just start with your predictions. First, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm glad you having me on, man. And <laughs> I can't wait for tomorrow to see some football, man. Yes, we haven't had it in a long time. So, let's just go ahead and start with the AFC. Um, okay. AFC West. AFC West. So, hey, you will. Hey, we know that Andy Reid and, and, and the Chiefs pretty much have, a, uh, have their team together. They haven't, don't have any missing parts. Um, they've signed all their young talent, so they, they're putting – pieces together to be the next dynasty. So I have them at 13-3 and three leading the division. Mm. I believe that the Raiders are a little better than what they were last year. Uh, John Gruden uh, is, has his system in place and uh, it's proposed that Derek Carr has been the best that he's ever been in John Gruden's system. So I believe they may go 9 and Nine and seven, ten and six. Woo! Oh. Uh, the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers uh, uh, have improved their team much, and due to injury of uh, Darwin James uh, and uh, Tyrod Taylor being their starting quarterback, uh, 
I don't think he'll finish the season. So the young boy will come in and struggle. Uh, I think they may go may uh, go seven and nine. Mm. Uh, they may uh, lose more games than that, but we'll see. Um, Denver Von Miller is hurt today. Um, even though they added a lot of young pieces to their offense, I still don't believe in it. Uh, they go six and ten. Okay. Uh, my predictions for the West. Uh, okay. So, um, they all know who my predictions for the AFC West. Obviously, uh, Kansas City, Mahomes, they're going to be what they're going to be. Their playoff team. Uh, I don't see no Super Bowl hangover. I agree with you right there. Uh, I got them at 12 and 4. Uh, now, I do find it interesting about the Raiders. Um, I don't have them. I, I don't think they're going to have a good year. I don't like the dynamic between John Gruden and Derek Carr. Um, I, I just don't see that relationship working out. Um, they bunk in Mariota for a reason, I suppose. So I just don't see that working out. And then plus, teams that relocate um, in their first season don't win no more than eight games. So I got them. Well, I had the them finishing last. The they did pretty good when they uh, when they relocated. And uh, Mariota's hurt. Mariota uh, didn't look good at all. And he's uh, <laughs> still going through his... Uh, Shoulder uh, surgery, so he he won't be seeing any time, no time soon. And then you mentioned something about I, I agree with you on the Chargers. Uh, young team, they got a lot of talent in like a lot of spots, but Darren James, that injury, he's their best player. That injury hurts. Um, and then Tyrod Taylor, I think he's okay. He's not great, not good, not not. He's not terrible, but. They'd be a seven and nine team, and like you said, they might, they may very, they may very well lose more games than that. And then the Broncos, I have the Broncos where you have the Raiders, nine and seven. Uh, I, I might regress a little bit because Von Miller is hurt, but I can see why you have Denver right there at last. I mean, I guess. Um, I just think they they got a lot of young talent. They you know they 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 do have some O line issues at the tackle position, which is important. But both uh, their yeah, both of their tackles, right? But uh, I'm still gonna take a swing at it and say they go eight and eight, nine and seven. Originally, I had them making the playoffs, but with Von Miller being hurt and potentially out for the season, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm not gonna have them in the playoffs. I think I'm, I'm gonna take them on my playoff picture today. Now, let's get to the AFC East because some people think I'm crazy that I don't have New England second um, or winning it. I, I, I just don't see how they win it with the lack of talent on both sides. But go ahead. You have the floor. So, uh, New England is uh, – Bill Belichick has been running this division since he's been in the division. So Basically. I see no change. Um Wow. He always asks uh, guys to do what they're great at, what their strong suits are. And this doesn't change. It doesn't change at all. His philosophy doesn't change at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's things that Tom Brady can't do. And guess what? He was never asked to do the things that he couldn't do with New England. So we'll see how Tom Brady does in Tampa Bay. But there's things that Cam Newton can't do. Huh, and guess boy. what? He will not be asked to do those things that he can't do in New England. He will do everything that he is, his strong suit and strength is, 
and that will help New England to win. Okay, so Along with the other players on the New England team. Okay, so, so what's their record? The what's their record? Their record will be six and ten. Six and ten. Okay, no problem. I mean, I, ten and six. Ten, ten and six. six. Oh, and six. where do you see ten wins at? Huh? Where do you they're see? Gonna, they're going to beat everyone in the division. That's 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 uh. So you're that's five wins there. So you're not hot. So you're not no, okay. No, actually, that's six wins there. So that's six wins in their division. Whoa. All they have to do is win four more games, and I believe they can do it. Whoa, whoa, they, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, they've been doing it for years with Tom Brady and and, and like okay, this is the reason. Now let me get. They've I think also what they've also been to the playoffs without Tom Brady. Okay, first of all, that year they had great offensive weapons. Um, I don't know, maybe like Randy Moss and Wes Walker. Yeah, they had great offensive weapons with a good defense. So I can see how they got to the what see people always bring up that year when they went ten and six and you know, without Brady. Why don't you bring up the years that Belichick had without Brady the first go around? Like in the early two thousands, in the late nineties, when, when, when he had when he, when he was with the Browns and they didn't have a great team, or or the first time around, or the first two years in New England. What about the first two years in New England with no Brady? He was building his culture. He hmm. was building a, a a way of doing things, hmm. and it took him two years to do it. And once he done it. He's been winning for 20 years. Um, and I think that winning comes to and cease this year. I have them at seven and nine. Uh, I like this Buffalo team. I, I you know, I, I don't, I, you know, if you've been a defensive guy, I would think you would love this Buffalo's team and what this Buffalo team and what they can do defensively. Uh, with New England, I, I, like, I know Belichick's a great coach, the greatest coach of all time in the sport, but he can't overcome. Like lack of offensive weapons. Um, you, they they lost Dante Scarnecchia, one of the best O line coaches in in, in league history. Uh, they have so many opt outs in, in on the defensive side of the ball, and they lost guys. They lost dependable guys on the defensive side of the ball through through, through free agency. So I, I I think this is really easy. Like if you if you want to place a bet on a team that's not gonna play, that's not gonna do well this year. I would place it on New England. This is easy to see. This is a seven and nine team. Um, I I do hope Cam can be productive, but I just don't see it. Cam loves tight ends. Who's the reliable tight end? Cam loves deep threats. Who who who's the deep threat on this New England team? They couldn't get they couldn't gain separation. And you brung up my guy Brady. Brady's gonna have a good year in Tampa Bay, but we're gonna talk about that. But see, but the, the thing about this is, right, Tom Brady Tom Brady needed guys to run the South right so he can throw the ball. Well, this 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 uh this group this group didn't run precise routes. They were young. They didn't run great sharp routes. And so Tom likes to throw. Tom is a rhythm quarterback. Right. He likes to throw things on rhythm. Right. On time. Cam is Cam is Cam is a playmaker. Cam is a off schedule type of guy, which these guys as receivers are going to are going to be good at because they can do that. They can be off script. They will run 
Like they will, he will run around and he will find an open guy. This offense will be different than any other offense that you've seen New England run, right? Okay, because sure. They're going to use the strengths of their players, which they've always done. Yeah, right. And so, Bill Belichick is going to find a way to win. Also, and 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 he is not. He's not giving the range to. A uh, 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 has been or or a rookie. He's given the reins to a guy that's been to the Super Bowl, a guy that's been a legend in his own right in the league, and so he that knows how to win in this league. And and guess what? <sighs> the NS, the AFC East has not seen the likes of Cam Newton, and they will pay. Okay, so you brought up Cam, and yes, I think the offense that we that we are accustomed to seeing New England run, it's going to be totally different. But with Cam, and you mentioned he's off script. I think you can also say Cam is also inefficient. He's not the most efficient player, and even when they were, even when the rumors were swirling around about Cam and. Uh, Belichick possibly signing Cam. I never quite took it serious until it actually happened because everything that Cam stands for, Belichick, that's that's the total opposite of Belichick. Belichick like efficiency. Cam is inefficient. Belichick is serious. Cam is more loose. I just don't I never saw the two matching up. Now they're now they're 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 they're, they're buddies. They're buddies. And and Belichick has given more, he's given Cam Newton more compliments than he's gave Tom Brady in the last 10 years. So, I, but with Cam, I, I just don't think he'll be efficient enough um, because, and it's not going to just, it's not going to be due because he's inefficient as a quarterback. It's not just going to be because, of, it's not going to be because of that. But I think the, I don't think these receivers are good. Julian Edelman led the leagues in drops last year and then it's a bunch of, Young guys, no functionable tight end. I just don't see how this thing. I just don't see how this thing works in New England offensively. Defensively, can Belichick make some guys play um, a little bit higher, or a little bit better than what they actually are? Sure, but I, I, even with that, I think they lost so many dependable guys on defense. I just don't know how people can't see this. I see seven and nine written all over this team. I'm sorry. Okay, seven and nine. That's what you got, but that's what I see with the Buffalo Bills. Seven and nine, I mean nine and seven. I see the Buffalo Bills at nine and seven. Josh Allen. I'm not sure if he's going to make a a bigger step than what he made last year. How can you I, say I think, that? Uh, I think he may have reached his ceiling. <laughs> oh, and, wow. um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure about it. You know, I think I think he he's uh, uh, he he's a playmaker with his legs, but he still uh, still uh, is inaccurate as a passer. True. And uh, I don't know if he can handle the big moments. He, uh, he he's uh, he's led the Buffalo Bills down in big moments, and uh, I think so. He may have reached his ceiling. And as you talk about the defense, the defense is pretty good. But um, 
they still have uh, they still need help in the secondary. Uh, they they bring the uh, Josh Norman has went with his coach and he's still having uh, they supposed to revive his career, but um, he's been <laughs> nicked up and hurt. <laughs> so he hasn't so well in training camp. So um, they still need help in the secondary. So um, and then the the front seven is getting a little old. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year, but they still be efficient. Okay. Um, the defense. You made some good points about the defense. You made some good points about Josh Allen. Uh, I t- I tend to agree with most of that. Uh, I, I think he's talented. Um, I think he will get a little better. It's hard for me to not see him get a little better. Um, just another year in the league, you give him a, a, a really good receiver in Stephon Diggs, somebody that can that's a deep threat, and and you can and you can now finally utilize Josh Allen's talented talents with his strong arm. Um, I kind of have them at ten and six, eleven and five, because I think New, I don't think New England will be the top dog in the AFC East. But um, fine, that's, I, I, I'm not mad at that uh, because Josh Allen, I am still questionable about him. Like he is raw, and his decision making it, it, it's 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 quite frankly terrible at times. But not mad at that. Um, so how about who you have? Who do you have winning? The AFC South. Uh, it's a whole bunch well, of South, average. The South, I had the Titans winning the South. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, um, I think with a strong, with a steady run game and a, a strong defense, uh, they should be able to win the South. Um, got the. Uh, I've been there in a pedestrian league. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the Texans are very. I think uh, average. may may wheel them, but I don't. I don't think he's enough uh, to be. You know, for them to be a. Uh, they may may get may may squeak into the playoffs, but I think they're nine and seven, eight and eighteen. I also think the Colts. Um, don't know how Philip Rivers is uh, going to look this year with the Colts. Yeah. Um, but I think I think they're a young and talented team. Uh, but I still I don't know if they can uh reach the hub. I think they're gonna be either uh, average or really good. So, uh right now they're at an eight and eight for me. The Jaguars I just don't believe in uh yeah. Miscue yeah. or Jay Gruden offense yeah. and uh, I think they're gonna be terrible. Yeah, they yeah, they're t- they're tanking for they're tanking on purpose. Um, I don't really love that division. Um, I don't partic- to be honest, I don't love the AFC. Uh I see two really, really good teams, two Super Bowl quality teams, uh, with Baltimore and Kansas City. And then after that, it's just a bunch of question marks, it seems, in average, especially in the AFC South division. Um I think Tennessee. I have them finishing second um, at nine and seven. They've been nine and seven for like the last three years, so I think they'd be nine and seven. They'd be second in the division. Um, I have Indianapolis at ten and six. I'm I, I, I'm I, I'm a little skeptical of Philip Rivers, um, but he did go from one of the worst O lines in football to uh, one of the best O lines in football. So I think that's going to help. They got somebody in the center uh, who's pretty. 
I think Phil, I think Rivers could be pretty good. Um, then I don't think like Indianapolis. They're not going to ask him to go out there and throw thirty, thirty-five times. They're going to ask him to go twenty, twenty-five times, and let's just let's just hope he can limit the turnovers. Um, plus, I like Indianapolis defense. Uh, Houston average. I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's a special talent. You can you can make the case that he's a top five quarterback, but it's a bunch of it, it's just average, average. It's just an average division than Jacksonville. I'm not even gonna waste my time. Uh, their defense is old in the tooth, and so I don't think he gets a lot of help. Yeah, he doesn't. That side. Bill, but he doesn't get a lot of help from his coaching staff either with Bill O'Brien. I mean, uh, it's just. It's, it's a lot of average in that division. Um, AFC North. This should be, I mean, I'm pretty sure you got Baltimore winning it, but AFC North, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I had Baltimore. I think that, that uh, I mean, I think that, that their offense and their defense are pretty good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm not really a Lamar Jackson fan. <laughs> I think, uh, I think I think the league will catch up with them pretty soon, but uh, not this year, not during the pandemic year. Okay, how you feel about Pittsburgh? Because I'm scared. Because I mean, we like I, I like Baltimore. Everybody likes Baltimore. Baltimore, I think is going to be a really good team, uh, and they should win some playoff games this year. But how you feel about Pittsburgh? Because I'm skeptical. I I I I'm skeptical about Ben Roethlisberger's health. I love their defense. But I'm skeptical about off like offensively. Is Juju a number one? Is Ben is Ben gonna be healthy? Uh, how you feel about Pittsburgh? I got them at nine and seven, but it wouldn't surprise me if they go eight and eight again. Well, no, I think I think with Ben Roethlisberger, he gives them at least two games. So okay. I think they're gonna go ten and six. I got I got Baltimore going uh, twelve and four, and okay. they're going ten and six. And I think uh, if Rosenberg can finish the season, they'll be a playoff team. They'll be right there in the thick of things. Yeah. And like you said, I like, I like their defense as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I just like the way uh, uh, Tomlin uh, does things. Uh, he's yeah. always finding a way. And don't be, um, don't be surprised if uh, another receiver emerged because every other year, uh, they know how to pick them. Yeah, and, um, they they really do. They do. And so you know, Juju's gonna have some help. So, uh, and Roethlisberger knows how to get the ball to people. So, oh, um, yeah. I'm I'm excited about seeing him uh, do his thing this year. If he and if he can stay healthy, they'll be in the thick of it at the end. Okay. Um. I I'm not I'm not too mad at that take. Uh like I love their defense. Their defense is just hand, it's it's hands down a top five defense, arguably probably the best defense in football. You can make the argument. Um, they do. The, Pittsburgh does have a great history of finding and like just having great receivers. With Ben, I think you're right. If he can stay healthy, I I I have them at nine and seven because. I, I like I like Baltimore, and I, I think Cleveland should be in the thick of things too. If they can all, if the, if if everything can work out and click for them, but I, you got them at ten and six. Not mad at it. Um, only a one game difference. How do you feel about the Cleveland Browns? Because when I look at this roster, it looks very similar to Minnesota 
Um, especially offensively. Uh, Minnesota got had the O-line. Minnesota had the running backs. They had the two good receivers. Cleveland a little bit similar. O-line has improved. Uh, two great running backs and Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Then you got the receivers, OBJ and Landry. And then you got the tight end. Tight ends, that's pretty good. Kevin Stefanski, I know he's going to be run heavy. How do you feel about this Browns team this year? I uh, I think they're a seven and nine team. Seven and nine. Okay. Um, I don't. Uh, I'm not uh, Baker Mayfield, man. I, I'm not. Uh, a, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. not a fan, and uh, you know, I don't think he's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Defensively, they 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 have uh, they they have a lot of talent. They have a lot mm-hmm. of talent on both sides of the ball. A lot of young talent. Um, just uh, gave Kareem Hunt an extension. Um, so, you know, they, they got, you know, they got a run game. And I think um, them having a run game and playing tough defense, that they're going to be a tough and physical team. Um, just, uh, just don't think they're going to have enough to to beat Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Yeah, it's a tough division. Um, yeah, I just I just don't think they have enough um, experience. To not mad at that. I don't. I don't. And I and I and I'm not sure that had. I'm not sure their culture has gotten to win yet. You know okay. what I'm Like they've had such a bad losing culture that even with the talent that they have, I don't think um, it's there yet to win. Okay, uh, I'm not mad at that. Culture-wise, I do wonder about the culture. Uh, in the pandemic year, I-, I wonder how long it takes that offense to start clicking, especially under Stefanski. Um, that's a valid point. Uh, I got them at 9-7 and seven because I think, and I'm, and I'm not a huge fan of Baker. I'm not. They, they, they know I'm not a huge fan of Baker. Uh, I get on Baker a lot. I was criticizing Baker damn near every week last week, um, um, last year. So I think this is a make or break year for him. And I think it'd be, I think reads would be easier and simpler because of Stefanski. So let's just move on to the NFC, which is obviously the better conference. Let's start in the NFC East. Cause we talk a lot of NFC East. Let's start with NFC East. You don't want to wait till the end for that one. Oh, well, we, did, we, we ran through all the divisions. Oh, okay, okay. So NFC North, NFC North. Okay, NFC North. Okay, so uh, you know I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, uh, a AR fan. So uh, <sighs> I think they're the cream of the crop in this division. <laughs> and I know you talk so much about him going down. Yes. But um, he's in the division with a subpar uh, quarterback in Minnesota. Oh, a guy that they, you know, they brought in somebody to, to, to take his job in in, in uh, Chicago. And uh, uh, a Stanford, a quarterback that's coming off injury in, uh, in Stanford at Detroit. So he, he's the best quarterback in this division. And defense, their defense has gotten better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and I just think they know how to win. You know, they just know how to get it done. And uh, and so they're going to win a division 11-5. and five. Okay. Uh, I got 
not Minnesota at 11 and 5. I think Minnesota has the better overall roster. Um, and Kirk Cousins, like, okay, here goes my thing with Kirk Cousins. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is right. You're right. The best quarterback in the division. But Kirk Cousins, he's he he's he's better than what people actually give him credit for. Now, and his reputation does overshadows that because he's bad in big games, in big moments, in big spots. He's bad. He, I mean, that's as simple as that. He doesn't win in those type of moments. But I, I do think with with the addition of Najoku, uh, overall talent, overall roster, I, I'm leaning more towards Minnesota. But I'm not mad with Green Bay. I do think they lack a second reliable option. They, I mean, they are crossing their fingers that Devontae Adams stays healthy for the entire year because he 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 missed a month last year and he was still he finished first in yards, receptions, and touchdowns. So it it just goes to show you that they lack a reliable second option. And you like and like you said, I think Aaron Rodgers is still arguably a top five quarterback, but he is declining. I think he is declining. He's he 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 leads the league in throwaways. And when there's plays to be made at certain times, he, he throws the ball away. So I think he is declining. I, 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 do, I do see decline. And all last year, they were 13-3, and three, but they felt more like 10-6. and six. Um, And I think they're going to be 10-6 and six this year. Um, so you talked about you don't, you, you're not big on Chicago. I'm not either. Uh, I think they're just in transition mode. They'd be 8-8. Eight and eight. Um. Do you do you buy that the Lions are underrated? I don't buy it, but do you buy it? I, well, I mean, I think they could probably surprise some people, but um, um, I think the there's only one guy from the Belichick tree that I think that is that is pretty good, and that's Miami's coach. Mm-hmm, Brian Flores. They're, they're, they're in such a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the the other disciples just uh, aren't. Yeah, just aren't mm-hmm. good. They're not good. They're not. They they're not good as head coaches. Mm-mm. And so um, I don't think um, Detroit can overcome that. Yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not huge on Matt Patricia. He looks more like a coordinator. He still got the pencil on the side of his head. I, I just don't I just don't think he's a good coach. Um, he's more. He just he just seems more of a coordinator than a coach um let's move on to the nfc west uh i think this is the best division in football you already know how i feel about kyle shanahan the 49ers i think they're gonna be pretty good you know how i feel about russell wilson um he's 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 seattle's saving grace who's gonna win that division that's a tough division I uh, I agree with you about San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've added some pieces to the pieces that they've already had, um, and their run game is uh, so dynamic that um, once again uh, it doesn't give you a lot to catch up with because of what we're going through in the pandemic. Um, I think the uh, the run game is uh, if you can run the ball, you're gonna be a pretty good team. Yeah, 
and um, and that's you know run the run game and and defense travel. So if you can run the ball and and um, and play good defense, uh, you're going to win. And I think they're going to win the division at twelve and four. Yep. I think uh, I think Seattle will be at ten and sixteen. I think the Rams will be at eight and eight, nine and seventeen. Mm. This may be the only division that can squeeze three people in the playoffs. I'm not really sure about Arizona. I'm not a fan of their coach, even though a lot of people think that Kyler Murray is going to be a superstar. That's me. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's going to be a superstar. I think um, this this second year will show a lot of, uh, you know, um, See, the one thing about the league and, and quarterbacks like him is that, um, and, and, and I, may, uh, I may be wrong, but um, when you're an athletically gifted um, person, that's what you rely on. You rely on your athletic gifts, and you make plays do that. But when you finally get down into it and you have to be able to read defenses and go through progressions, um, it kind of takes you away from your natural ability. Um, so I don't think, uh, uh, he may still be pretty good this year, but next year, uh, once everybody is forcing him to be a real NFL quarterback, um, and he start getting touched, um, he'll be RG3. Um, <laughs> That's, that, that, you see what I'm saying? It, it, I was waiting for a comment like that. A com- I was waiting for a comment like that. That's just crazy. First, I, I, you know, I'm not mad at none of your predictions. Uh, I think people are overrating Seattle. Um, I love Russell Wilson. He's a great quarterback. Uh, he's been underrated for years. He's finally getting his love that he deserves, and he should get more love than, than what he's getting now. But that's neither here or there. I don't he's love Seattle. the best offensive talent that he's ever had. Yeah, Definitely. And, and with Seattle, I think he's gonna have a hell of a year. I don't, th- I don't love their O line or D line, so that's why I don't think they're gonna be as good well, as San Francisco. Defensively, they're going to struggle defensively. They have no mm-hmm. pass rush, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, they're going to struggle. But they've uh, done pretty well um, signing some people and bringing some people in for the secondary. So it may be okay. Yeah, uh, they're probably gonna be. You know, when the teams and defense, and but they'd probably be at the top of offense. Definitely, uh, top five offense, I believe. So, and you made that you made, see you 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 slid that Kyler Murray comment on, in there, and I, 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 like you're right. I'm not a huge fan of, of of Cliff Kingsbury. He like what your alma mater fired you. Like like that's just, that's just bad. Um, so I don't. I'm not a huge fan. He got to prove it to me. With Kyler, I like I like Kyler. I think he does. He he's very athletic, and I do worry about his size, um, especially behind that Cardinals O line. It's not particularly the strongest. Um, I, I I do think he will like intellectually. I think he will get to that step, and he he'll show people like you uh intellectually that he can he's gonna be he can be a really really good NFL quarterback. Um I'm not mad at your Rams prediction even though I got the Rams at eight and eight. It's just it's it's such a strong division. 
Like, I feel bad for the Rams because they're a really good team. In any other division, they would probably be a playoff team. But it's just, this division is just so strong. Your Kyler point, though, I think Kyler's going to prove you wrong. I like Kyler. Um, You know, the DeAndre Hopkins signing, that helps. That's going to help him. So I, I think I think Arizona be eight and eight. Um, I'm not mad. Like I said, I'm not mad that you got the Rams eight and eight or nine and seven. I'm not mad at that. They could they could possibly do that this year. I mean, I think the Rams could possibly uh, uh, surprise some people. And okay. Because, uh, Vance Jefferson is going to be a dog at receiver. Mm-hmm. And so he's going. He yeah, he's going to shock some people. I heard he's tearing it up at camp. Yeah, and so, um, and, and you know, he's a big guy, uh, tall, fast. Um, so, you know, a, a guy coming in and he he's not actually be number one. He's not even actually be number two. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's just big. getting them on the field and just saying, "Hey, do what you do." Um, you know, that's going to that's going to help Cup. And them other guys get open as well. So, um, golf has had a pretty good camp. And um, and I think, you know, they're going to give you guys some problems. They are. They're going to win that game. <laughs> come, uh, come Sunday. They're going to win that game on yeah, Sunday night. Problems. Now, you've been – you and see, this is the thing about Lee. I think this is why you guys like him because he, he, he brings in slick comments. So, he talk, when he was talking about the Patriots – he bought in Tom Brady. So let's talk about the NFC South. Now, I do have the Saints winning that division. Uh, they added veterans like uh, Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Malcolm Jenkins. That's those. I think those are big time. Those are guys that's going to come right in week one, ready to play. I do think the Saints win the division. But I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are right there. Now, I know you're gonna you're gonna you're probably gonna hate on Brady, so go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Who you have winning the NFC South? I'm not, I'm not gonna hate on Brady. I'm not gonna hate on Brady. Alright, I believe that Tom Brady I believe that Tom Brady knows enough in the league to win. Right? He mm-hmm. knows enough mm-hmm. in the league to win. And they brung in they brung in veteran talent as well. They did. You know. And so, because they bring in veteran talent as well, and this may be the most talented offense that he's ever been around, but what's going to hurt this offense and hurt Tom Brady at times is that they're not going to be able to throw the deep ball because Tom Brady's not a deep ball thrower. Right? Tom Brady throws the ball within within a 20 to 35-yard radius, and so it's going to be after the catch. Like, those big... Those big plays downfield have to be after the catch because it's not no 60-yard throw. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Those guys, those guys have to win within 15 to 20 yards and then take it the rest of the way. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to – I think I think that offense is going to suffer a little bit because of Tom Brady not able to throw the deep ball. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so – um, but you know they got Shady McCoy. They got uh, 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 the, the kid from Fortnite. Fortnite just came in, and not to mention the rookie that they had last year. Uh-huh. So the running game is going to be pretty good. Offensive line was not bad. Um, you bring in Gronk, so now they had two tight ends. 
Actually, they had three tight ends. Yeah. They still have uh, O.J. Howard, so they got three tight ends. Um, and then you got them two big receivers on the on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so, but they they don't have a shifty guy unless you you know maybe motion Shady McCoy out and ask him to play in the slot a little bit or things like that. So that shallow calls that you know that uh, that uh, that Tom Brady loves so much. I, I don't know who's running that for him, um, but. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have them in the mix, you know. It's just, I'm torn between the, the Tom Brady and, and, and Drew Brees um, of mm-hmm. who's going to win the division. I really don't have a clear winner. Mm-hmm. I think they're both teams are about a, a 10 and 16. Um, so I, I like both of them. Either one of them could win the division, I believe. Um, I, uh, one thing I do like about Tampa is I like their young talent on defense, and I love the yes. defensive coordinator, Tom Bowles. Mm-hmm. So they may get a – actually, as I look at it, Tampa Bay is the number one in the division on my piece of paper. So – and that's simply because I love their defense. They yes. Young defense. The middle linebacker that they drafted um, a year ago is going to be an absolute star for White. And, um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward for – uh, Tampa Bay to win on defense, um, and Tom Brady not making the mistakes that um, that uh, Winston made last year, and uh, put them in the playoffs and uh, winning the division. But I have the Saints right there, so we could go either way. Right. Um, Atlanta. Uh, I, I don't think Atlanta is bad. Uh, I think I think Atlanta is almost there. Um, they, could, they could easily go nine and seven. They could easily be a nine and seven or eight and or seven and nineteen, because um, I think they're, they're they're going to always be a couple of games, a couple of plays away from winning, or a couple of plays from losing. Okay. Um, I think that I think they're at the cusp. Um, uh, Carolina is uh, Carolina is going to be interesting. Me too. I think so too. Because um, because they they, they actually. This division could be just as tough as the West Division, simply because uh, the, the Carolina coach is coming in there. He's a hard-nosed guy. He knows how to coach. He knows how to get out. Yep. Get out and the um, the Bridgewater, you know, the the Bridgewater signing was great because you know the offensive coordinator they bringing in was from LSU, but he's actually was with the Saints, and he knows Bridgewater, and they know, and Bridgewater knows his offense. So it's not like they're coming in where he's coming in and learning a new system. He knows the system. And so, um, and, and I like their young receivers in Samuel and DJ, DJ Moore, and then uh, McCaffrey. So I think, um, I really think that they're going to be sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think this division is going to be tough. It is. I, I like. I like your. I love your. Um, your breakdown of. Um, of that whole division, basically. I. I, I told. People, I told people. I saw Carolina. Some people had Carolina at three and four wins. I'm like, no, 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 no. Carolina is going to be. They're going to be a, a a sneaky team, an interesting team that that's going to spoil you some some playoff hopes for certain teams. Um. With Bridgewater, McCaffrey, those receivers, Matt Rule, he's fiery. 
I, I the defense still got a um still got a ways to go, but I I think Carolina is going to be very interesting, and I'm glad I'm glad to see that you have them at seven. You're finally taking some notes. Uh, at seven hey, watch wins. Out, watch out for Brown, the defensive tackle that they drafted. This yes, year. he's going to be an absolute beast. Okay. So, you didn't hate on Brady. That's good. Um, you know, he, 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 even though you say he can't throw the deep ball, which is true. He's, um, he's more intermediate and precise. So, the NFC East. Um, <laughs> the NFC East. So, I, you know, I got Philly. I like Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz and, and Doug Peterson is the best quarterback and coach duo in the division. They added, they got better in the secondary with Darius Slay. Um, I do worry about that left tackle position. Hopefully they can get that thing figured out because my guy Carson Wentz got to stay up, stay up right. But you already know, I want to see where you got my Cowboys at too. <clears throat> well, well I, I, the thing about it is, is that the Cowboys and Eagles could, both of these guys can easily uh, win this division, right? And so, uh, right. They can either they can either be six and ten or eight and eight. Either one of them, to me. Okay. <laughs> so, and this is why I say that. This is why I say that. Um, we go with the Cowboys. As I look at this, as I look at this, as as I look at my favorite, I have the Eagles and the Cowboys. Right. So I have I have an arrow going both ways between these two teams. Okay. And this is why I say this, because the Cowboys probably have the most talented team on paper. Yes. Okay. But this also is a, a new style of coaching. Yep. Um, and on both sides of the ball, even though they retain their offensive coordinator, he still has to do uh, different things uh, with uh, their coach wants him to do. So it's still a different system. It's still going to be a different style of playing. Um, uh, the offensive line has been very good over the years, but the biggest piece that kept them good was the center. So yep. you got that's a big missing piece for you guys. Um, even though you know the receiver uh, has been turning it up um, in camp, and you know Dak has been looking pretty good. Um, <laughs> offense, offense, you know, offense don't win you games because as a as you know, um, you guys been eight and eight the last couple of years, and it's because huh. you were led by your offense, and defense never showed up. So <laughs> I don't think you did um, a lot in um, improving your defense. Um, you just snuck Brandon Carr, the old Brandon Carr, onto your uh, mm-hmm. practice squad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know how that's going to help you guys. But uh, but but uh, like we said, a uh, uh, running game. You run the ball, which we know you guys can do, and you can play. And if you can play solid defense, that's the 
question mark. Yeah. Um, you guys may 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 get to that six and ten. Now we if we talk about the the Eagles. I don't believe the Eagles have done enough uh, of adding talent to a nine and seven team. Like they were nine and seven. Like they wasn't that much better than any of us in this division. All right, the Cowboys went eight and eight, and they went nine and seven, and they barely beat you guys at the end of the year. Um, they beat us. So I, I, I still don't see um, a lot of improvement on this team. Um, I, I've seen. I, I think um, the Cowboys have caught up with the Eagles. I think the Redskins are catching up with the Eagles. <laughs> and the reason, and the reason why I'm saying this is because. You still have a wide receiver that you're trying to trade that nobody wants. And he has not taken a snap in training camp. Right? He has a Liz Frank injury, and he's probably going to take another snap for the Eagles until about week five or six. All right? And then you have a rookie that you drafted that's supposed to be the next, the next Jackson. Right, but he has a shoulder injury, so he will be out for the next four, <laughs> three, four weeks. So he's not. So now you back at what you were last year, when you was throwing uh, throwing footballs to uh, to guys that just came off the couch. You still have those guys, and I think we've gotten better. You know, we've gotten better. We got those guys on tape, and they're not they're not that good. Right? So. so um, so I think I think uh, the Eagles, uh, and and I think I also think that the other teams have caught up. The Cowboys and the Redskins have caught up with the Eagles because they have competent coaches now. They have coaches <laughs> that went to the Super Bowl, and even though you know Doug has been to the Super Bowl and he has won the Super Bowl, so has your coach. Your coach has been to the Super Bowl. He's won the Super Bowl. My coach has been having one yet, but he knows how to get to the championship. He was on a championship team when he played football and won a championship. So they know what it looks like to win a championship. They know what it looks like to build a championship team. So I believe that those this team, those two teams are catching up with the Eagles. And so I think that the Eagles have their work cut out for them. It's not going to be easy for them. And um, I mean, the, the biggest... The biggest team of the Giants is a big question mark because we don't know uh, what type of uh, Belichick disciple we're going to have. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they haven't been very uh, successful as head coaches, and I don't know if he if he's one of them or not. So um, even though, you know, they had talent and say Quan Pocky, their offensive line, they say they have made it you know, big adjustments, but I don't know. They're still young in the offensive line. It is. Um, you know, they got Ingram, which is, you know, as a tight end, he's not that good. I mean, some days he's great, and other <laughs> days he never shows up. And, and their receivers haven't stayed healthy the last couple of years, so we'll see what we get from them. Defensively, they need a lot of help. Uh, they got rid of a lot of good guys. And the guys that they replaced them with hasn't really shown up. So, um, yeah, so um, so I had the, the Dallas could possibly win it. Um, I believe that the Redskins could be a 9-17. Wow. 
Okay, so let me just break down. We broke down what you all what you just said. Um, you you, you mentioned the Eagles. Uh, I told you, c- coaching and quarterback wins in this league, and you know that. You 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 know that. You're 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 very much aware of that. Um, I think you, I do th- I do think you make a great point with uh, the Washington football team and the Cowboys. They do have championship level coaches. Um. Von Rivera didn't win the Super Bowl, but he got there. Uh, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. So there is, there is better coaching with these two teams, at least, and we're still waiting on the Giants. Uh, with the reason with the Cowboys, the thing about the Cowboys is offensively, you, make, you, you made a great point offensively. Offensively, they're going to be good offensively. They should be. Uh, you look at the quarterbacks that have played in this system. Like, I'm not even talking about the all-time great quarterbacks. I'm talking about guys like Matt Schaub, uh, Jeff Garcia, um, Donovan McNabb, who was, who was played in the system. Now, I'm not even talking about Montana and Favre and Aaron Rodgers or even Mahomes. I'm talking about the, me, the, the guys that we consider mediocre uh, or a little, a little bit above average. Dak should be able to put up numbers. I don't think that's the question. The question for me with the Cowboys is, can they win big games? And can a defense generate enough stops? And I just have my question marks about the defense. Uh, like, they're crossing their fingers that Alden Smith works out, who hasn't played since I don't know when. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence had career lows across the board all throughout last year. So I just hope and pray he comes through. Uh, Everson Griffin, bit older. Um, so... I don't know what I'm getting from this defense. Uh, the secondary is young. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even want them to sign Earl Thomas because I worry about the chemistry aspect, and he just comes with a lot of baggage. And that's the last thing we need with this Cowboy team. The Washington Football Team, absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. You have them at nine and seven. It's no way on God's green earth they're winning nine games. Um, it's it's just no way. They, they, I think Ron Rivera is going to do – I think he's going to do a good job. I think he's going to bring in – I think he's going to install a new culture. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be similar to Miami. Uh, like all last year, everybody was calling Miami the worst football team ever. But what Brian Flores did down there in South Beach, he was building a culture. And you can build a culture without winning a lot of football games. And I think that's what he's doing in Miami – and I think that's why Miami is going to prosper and win and go seven and nine, possibly eight and eight this year. I think the similar, I think something similar is going to happen with this Washington team or whatever they want to call themselves. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ron Rivera. The thing about the Washington team is that he's bring, he's he's strengthening the culture. All right, okay, because it's a lot of Alabama guys on this team. For Great. Right? Great. You gotta speak up. I'm losing you. Hello. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So, there's a reason why there's a lot of Alabama guys on this team. Okay. It's because they know what it looks like to win. They're winners. They push the envelope. Okay. And so then, then he's bringing, he's bringing uh, other high character guys that knows what winning looks like. 
Okay, and so that that was already built. That's already within the team, the character of the team. Mm-hmm. All right, and so they got rid of, uh, of of guys that that wasn't character strengthened. You know, that, that that just showed up and was like, hey, you know, the NFL is a party. I make money. Woo, I'm partying with, and you know, I got hoes. All this, all all those guys have been gone. They're, gone. <laughs> They're no longer part of this team, right? So he's he's put his hand, like his handprint is on it, right? And so. We're ahead of schedule when it comes to culture, right? We're ahead of schedule when it comes to culture as far as football is concerned. Now, when you talk about outside, you know, in the, in the, the office, the owner suite and things like that, hey, we know that's our move. We know that's haywire. We know that's ridiculous. But we're not worried about that. Like, our team and our players aren't worried about what Dan Snyder is going through and what the other owners are going through. You know, because, you know, the name change and all that. We, hey, we got our numbers on our helmet. That's all we need, right? That's all we need is the numbers on our helmet, this burgundy and gold, and we know that we're tired of losing and we're trying to hit somebody in the mouth day one. And that's what the Reds, the Washington football team is all about. And we're the most underrated team in the league right now. Okay. Everybody thinks, everybody thinks that. You know, uh, uh, Haskins is a bust, right? <laughs> Everyone thinks Haskins is a bust. This kid threw 50 touchdowns, 50 touchdowns. And, and, and his his one year that he started as a quarterback, all right? And so he comes out. At Ohio State. Been, at, Ohio, at Ohio State. At, not, not, at, uh, not at Buffalo, you know what I mean? Not. Not at a, a, a Division One AA, no, at the Ohio State. Right? With, with a lot of talent. With a lot of talent, though. Uh, okay, he had a lot of talent, but guess what? You can have a lot of talent and be a bum at quarterback. Oh, okay, sure. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 can, you can have a lot of talent. Okay. And not throw 50 touchdowns. Sure. Like, this guy threw 50 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? And and, and and this is another thing, right? He beat out Joe Burrows, right? And the reason why I'm saying that he beat out Joe Burrows is because Joe Burrows is from Ohio. Do you know how hard it is for a guy to come from out of state to beat out the in-state guy? Yes, that's very hard. That, that's very, that's difficult. very hard. Practically and impossible. And this guy did it. He beat out Joe Burrows and he's an in-state guy. Right, and so he 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 as he comes out in into the draft, right? And you look at the year before. You look at the year before, and 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 Sam Donalds didn't have any type of year that Haskins had, but he's he's going to be this. Um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen was nowhere near the guy Haskins is, and they say he's going to be this, and so now. <laughs> They give my man because, and I'm going to say it, he's an African-American quarterback, right? And so okay. most African-American quarterbacks supposed to be uh, uh, supposed to be dual threats, mm-hmm. supposed to be able to run the ball the war. Right. Because he's a pocket passer, right? And he gets drafted to the Washington Redskins, which the head coach there did not want him, did not like him. 
you know, did not want him to be a part of uh, what he got going on. Didn't talk to him when he was drafted. Didn't talk to him at practice. Didn't give him a, a helping hand at all. Everyone wants to talk bad about this kid, right? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you one thing. And this guy, this kid has so much balls. It's when he got drafted, he said the league done messed up, right? He's a competitor. And one one other thing people don't like about competitors is because when you say something bad about them, they don't talk to you. The media has said so much bad stuff about this kid, he doesn't talk to them. And because he doesn't talk to them, guess what? He's going to get a bad vibe and he's going to have a bad narrative and everybody wants to see him lose. But that's not going to happen because he's a competitor. He loves the game. He loves to play it at a high level. And finally has a coach that believes in him. And you guys think, everybody thinks that the talent around him is terrible. These guys are going to show you something, man. They're going to show you something. Okay, hold that thought right there, Lee. Hold that thought. I got I to gotta, I gotta hit this button real quick. Hold up. Okay, so you think so. And we're back on. So with Haskins, um... I, you make a, you bring a great point. He he beat out Joe Burrow, and I I don't think that I don't think that part of his story gets that that much uh, attention uh, as it should because you're right. Going into Ohio State, uh, we all know big time football program, big time power football program. He beat out Joe Burrow, who's from Ohio. It's a big deal, and then he had the season that he had. Throwing 50 touchdowns, winning a lot of games, obviously, um, despite it being at Ohio State. Now, with Haskins, I, and this is why I say for, guy, for young quarterbacks like Haskins or rookie quarterbacks, I would have loved to see him in a preseason. Uh, because I, I would have loved to see him in a preseason with this new look roster, with this team, uh, new coach. I would have loved to see that. Um, and I think this, like, I, now, I, I, like, I still don't agree with 9-7 and seven for Washington. I, I still don't agree, or whatever they want to be called. I don't know what they want to be called. I don't know. But, call them Washington, oh, okay, I'm still, not, like, I'm not on full agreement with the nine wins. I think more like five wins, six wins at most. Um, I think their defense will be a top ten defense. That's a defense... Everybody talks about the Browns and the, and the Ravens and the Steelers defense, the 49ers defense. That wa- that Washington defense is really good, especially up front, and they added some guys in that secondary. I, that Washington defense could be a top 10 defense, and I think it's going to keep you guys in a lot of games because I don't like the offensive, uh, the offensive weapons, the, off- the offensive personnel that you guys have. So that's my only thing with Washington. Uh, you said you, you, you also, you know, you got, you said Ron Rivera, you guys are ahead of, you know, ahead of time with as far as culture, cause you got, you guys brung in winners. Sure. Maybe. Okay. I guess. But I, I still think this is a year where Ron Rivera, where Ron Rivera builds in his entire culture. I think this is a year where he builds in his culture. Um, and I think this would just be a year, the pandemic year. Um, I, I would have loved to see, like I said, I, I would have loved to see Haskins in preseason. Uh, we couldn't get that, so 
I got them. At, I had them at five and eleven. And I know. And, and, and the other thing about uh, the, the preseason, right? Preseason <sighs> is vanilla. Okay, preseason is vanilla. Even even when we looked at uh, preseason last year, right? Terry McCorn did not play in the preseason last year. Mm-hmm. You know why he didn't play? Because they didn't want people to see him, right? Yeah. They didn't mm-hmm. want people to see him. In the first game against the Eagles, he, he goes for a 60-yard touchdown. That's why. You know what I'm saying? So, um, preseason, man, preseason, it's neither here or there, all right? And so, the other thing about offense, right? The other thing about offense, right? And then you always, you know, I already told you, you know, uh, Steven Sims Jr. and you say he's a gadget guy. But guess what? More if, like if, if you if you if you uh look at Scott Turner's offense the last four games against uh the last four games when he was the offensive coordinator at Carolina, he did a lot of shifts, a lot of motion, right? And he had shifty guys that he got the ball to, uh Ed McCaffrey, uh Sanders and DJ Moore. Well, we had those same type of guys, right? Uh, uh, Receiver-wise, uh, Terry McCorn is better than Sanders and DJ Moore, I believe. Okay. Um, I think uh, Sims, uh, Sims is just on the same level as Samuels, and DJ Moore may be better than Sims, but I think uh, Sims is on the same level as Samuels, all right? Now, when we talk about McKissick and we talk about Antonio Gibson. All right, so I'm not saying that they're at the same level as McCaffrey, but I think they possess. I think they possess enough skill to do some of the things that McCaffrey did. And then, as you look at uh, Antonio Gibson, he's a six six one, two hundred thirty five pound uh, machine that runs a four three nine forty. All right, and he is wild in camp, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the reason why uh, Adrian Peterson uh, got released simply because uh, Ron Rivera said, you know, we've been putting him in the wide receiver room and we had him in the running back room and we was giving him a whole lot and he was getting confused and so we dialed it back. And we found him not, on, not being on the field. And we realized that he has to be on the field. Right, he he can't he can't come off the field because he's so dynamic. Right, right. And when you find a guy like that, and he reminds me of what the Eagles have this young running back, uh, what's his name, uh, Miles? Yes, uh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. So he reminds me he reminds me of that uh, the young running back that they found that the Eagles found. So we have found a guy like that, but he's more of a Kamara type of guy. Okay, me. you know because I think, because he's big, he's strong. Um, Brace tackles. Um, he's he's fast in the open field, so um, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Um, it's going to be very exciting to see the Washington Redskins do better than most people are projecting. It starts with from Haskins, man. You know he's 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 he. You know uh, Vegas has said that he would be the number one quarterback, uh, the first quarterback being benched this year. I don't believe that. Ooh. You know, I don't believe that. They have him ranked as the 38th quarterback uh, in the league. I don't believe that. I think this guy is way better than what people think he is. Okay. And, and, they, and you 
you know, he had somebody that believed in him. You know, Coach believed in him, and he's going to show everybody when they beat the Eagles on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, the demise of the of the Washington football uh, team is very much uh, overly exaggerated. Okay, um, I think some of that is somewhat true because I, I I just think when some people come out with some of these predictions, I don't think they fully um, like I don't think they fully understand or know what's going on with all like every single one of these teams. So I do I, th- I do think we're privy to like a little bit more information and just knowing uh, what's going on because that's our t- that's that that's the home team. Um, I, I you know I can't wait to see it. You know uh, you know I, I just think I have my hesitancies with 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 uh, Haskins. I do want to give him a fair shot though. I do because last year he was he he was thrown into the fire onto the onto the wolves. Where he just wasn't ready for, and I don't, and like you said, I don't, I agree. I just don't think he had the proper coaching staff, or that particular coaching staff was not fully 100% behind him and supported him. And with a young quarterback in a bad situation with a bad team, that's the last thing you, that's the last thing you don't need is your coach not supporting you. And I think it was a little bit of some of that with with Haskins and Jay Gruden. That's some of the reason why Jay Gruden is gone. So I want to see it. I can't wait to see it. Um, you have uh, you've made some you've made some pretty bold predictions. Uh, you, you 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 brought up Oakland. You brought up the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you brought up the Patriots, um, and then um, the Washington Football Team. So you, you your your takes wasn't too crazy today. Uh, I'm definitely, we're definitely going to check back in with you, uh, throughout the NFL season to see how these picks and, and, you know, how these predictions are uh, rolling out. But, um, yeah, thank you for coming on. Nah, no problem, man. And guess what? Hey, we ain't even talking about the defense. I'm just going to say that. But, oh, um, yeah. Man, I had fun. Um, I think this is going to be a, a really interesting, um, Season. I think uh, I think uh, the NFC is going to be really tough because the top seven teams um, are really good. Yeah, the top seven teams are really good. Deep, deep conference. So it's going to be tough to crack that playoff. Um, but it's going to come down to uh, it's going to come down to who's the most disciplined team. And um, who makes the least mistakes? Okay. And, um, that's who's going to win it all. Okay, definitely. Um, definitely. We'll check in. Like I told you, we'll check in. We, you're, you're definitely. Um, we'll check in definitely throughout the season. Um, you know, going going throughout the playoffs. Uh, maybe some NBA finals as well too. But uh, oh, yeah. can't wait. Can't wait, Lee. Thank you, Co- thank yeah. you, Lee, for coming on. All right, no problem, man. Anytime. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, champ. All right, bro. So, um, that that Lee, Coach, Coach Lee's great. <laughs> He's great. He 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 knows his football stuff. I think his cra- I think some of his takes are just crazy. 
<laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I think some of his takes are crazy. Like the Washington thing, nine and seven, I think is a little bit out there. But he he's a he 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 follows Washington very heavily, so he knows what's going on in house. Um, he got he, he he got some pretty good got some pretty good intel with Washington. So I'm not surprised at it. But great guy, great coach, great defensive mind. And like he said, we didn't, he didn't even talk about Washington's defense. He he spent a lot of time talking about coaching and offense. But their defense is going to be the story of the year, I think. Their defense is going to be a top 10 defense. So um, that, that was great. <laughs> that was great. So uh, this is a great pod. Um, you know, Saturday we got to – so I'm going to give you guys my pick for Thursday night game coming up tomorrow. The Chiefs-Texans, it's, it's, it's ring night for the Chiefs. Uh, I love Patrick Mahomes, love uh, Andy Reid. I love Deshaun Watson. I, you know, I'm just spreading out love, spreading out love. I, these are great players. These are great players, great coaches, great quarterbacks. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go thirty. I'm gonna go thirty-five twenty-seven. Um, I just think that th- I'm gonna go thirty-five twenty-seven. I think the Chiefs do just enough offensively to uh, to to hold off the Texans. I think the Texans are very mediocre. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson, he has a lot to carry on his back. I hope he, I hope he sees a chiropractor so he can get like, ho- I hope it's nothing wrong with his back. Cause he has to carry this team all the way on his back. So I, I just, I just pray, I just pray nothing's wrong with his back. But, uh, after this season, cause he's got to carry this team. Um, but I just see a lot of average in Houston. I don't think they'd be able to get, I don't think they'd be able to do enough. I don't think they'd be able to do enough to get over the hump on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs open up the season with a W. Um, I'm going to give you guys, um, so that's my prediction for Thursday night game tomorrow, ring night for the Chiefs, or banner night, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm going to hold off on my top 10 teams um, until on on Saturday. I'm going to give you guys my top 10 teams on Saturday before the first Sunday of the NFL season. That should be really good. Um, I didn't know my podcast was going to be this long. If you're still here, that's great. If you're not, that's fine too. Uh, but we, um, it's this is an interesting time. We got because usually in August and September it's all NFL football, but we still got NBA playoffs still going on. So, like I said, interesting time. It's a lot of content, a lot of deep analysis. You get the deep analysis on Wednesday. I give you guys predictions and lists on Saturday. Um, and I'm going to give you guys my top 10 teams going into week one on Sunday, on Saturday, going into Sunday, and then uh, my predictions for Sunday. So I gave you guys one of my predictions. Hopefully I start off 1-0 and um, to start off the season. That should be pretty good. But other than that, I'm going to let you guys go. This has been a great pod. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to everybody that's listening. Shout out to all the first-time listeners. Shout out to all the last-time listeners. Shout out to... um. All the first responders, really critical time in our country. Uh, shout out to everybody who's listening. Continue to spread this podcast, spread the word, spread the word. You guys are doing a pretty good job at clicking. Love it, love to see it, love to see it. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the comments, um, even the ones that disagree with me. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, always remember, two choices, one decision. Yeah, that does it. I think that's it, right? Um yeah, shout out to everybody that's listening on the DSPs, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those DSPs, whatever you're listening on this episode, or, or you use this podcast, whatever app you use to listen to this podcast, shout out to that. And I catch you guys on Saturday with my top 10 teams and my predictions.
Deuces. Thank you.